0: Check one, two internets, listen Peace and blessings to you and your families I'm so excited that this episode is finally here And I'm going to tell you about it in a second First and foremost, I want to say rest in peace to Kobe Bryant His daughter Gigi And everybody that was on the helicopter I mean, when I first found out the moment I was at my mother's 75th birthday party And it really shocked me As it shocked the world and tears came to people's eyes. And more importantly, just not the fact that he was a legend and he was a basketball icon and he was just a a, a great, great person to be inspired by. But more importantly, as a father, I remember tweeting like, uh, you know, on my Instagram, like, yo, this really hurt me. Like, you know, I, I've been t- I, telling my daughter how much I love her and hugging her tighter in my, you know, because imagine just me as, you know, I have a a 20 a, a year old daughter, you know. I mean, I just can't even think of like you know that happening with her, and, and how much it hurts me, and how much it's hurt the world. I mean, obviously you've seen the outpour and 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 the support of of the legendary Kobe Bryant. It doesn't matter if you're a Knicks fan, uh, you know, a Sixes fan. Man, l- listen, Kobe it was like a Derek Jeter to me. Like you know, you could have been a different uh, a team, but you still knew how important he was, and. And, and like I said, in everybody's life, on those, you know, I, I mean, you, you hate to think of how sad it is. You, somebody on that plane, you, you know, that helicopter. You think about it, like their, their mother, their father, and their daughter, died. And you know, I think they have a sister that will live, and they just, she just lost a whole family. And I say to myself, you know, man, take take life serious, man. Enjoy it while you can. And I'm not saying live reckless, but I'm just saying tomorrow's not promised. And and, and if, if you have kids, love them and hug them today and tell them how much you, you care about them. You know, if you love somebody, too, you know, tell them how much you care about them. Because one of the biggest problems we always think is that tomorrow is is, is available. And and sometimes it's not. You know, there's so many people that I lost in my life uh, over the last couple of years and that, that, that I love and I care about. And, and it hurts every day. And you never knew when their last day was going to be. You know, rest in peace to Sean Price. Rest in peace to Prodigy. Rest in peace to my grandma premium. Rest in peace to Combat Jack. You know, there's a lot of people who pass away. You know, it it hurts. And I just want to take the time to, you know, really send my prayers to the families of everybody that was lost in that helicopter. and, and, And just really tell people, listen, Internet's, you know, that presence over presence means everything. And that's why this episode we're about to get to means a lot. Internet, so I want you to do me a favor. Open up your Twitter app. Open up your Instagram app at premium P at premium p show and check the fuck in. Okay? Let me know where you're listening from. Let me know what you like. Let me know what episodes you're messing with. Listen, all that, okay? I love when the internet's checked in. I've seen people uh, from Kansas City congrats you you know you you guys are Super Bowl champions, you guys deserve it. So, you know, salutes to Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes. It, 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 it's good to see somebody who hasn't won it in so long and after fifty years of getting to the Super Bowl, listen, salutes but what I want you to do, see, now I'm over here, I mentioned a football, and I, I forgot what the hell I was gonna say. Oh, I, no, I didn't forget. Shouts to Kansas City, they've been on the check-in. Shouts to, uh, uh, Italy, and, and, and Russia, and Melbourne, and, and Zimbabwe, those are all international in the States. Everybody messing with the Premium Pete Show. Listen, wherever you listen, okay? Rate, subscribe, leave a comment. YouTube, if you can, please, go and subscribe. We're really starting to put full episodes and teasers on there. So check it out, subscribe to us on YouTube, The Premium Pete Show, rate, leave a comment, send the episode to a friend. Again, for people listening the first time, welcome. For people listening who really never heard of The Premium Pete Show and here for the first time, I want to let you know this, it's a library, a library of people from all walks of life, actors, athletes, entrepreneurs, people with great stories, people just that are inspiring, okay? And 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 that's what I like to sit down, not for Premium Pete, for the people listening to get something out of to help, to learn, to listen, to be inspired. So, you know, let's continue to rate and subscribe to Premium Pete Show. Tell a friend to tell a friend. I told you, at Premium Pete, at Premium Pete Show, check in. Hit me on Twitter. Hit me on Instagram. DM me. You know, let me know what you like and let me know where you're listening from. And like I always say, you know... uh let let me know what's good, man. But don't tell me that the pizza is good in Kansas City, okay? Relax. You guys want a Super Bowl? I don't want to hear about the pizza out there, okay? Save the pizza when you come to New York. You hit me up and I'll take you around. Now, for this week's episode, I taped this a couple of months back, okay? I want to take time to shout out the team, Nita, uh, Big Ball Benson, my boy Isaiah, uh, um, um, Jasmine Stafford, a couple of people. I was working on a project that I wanted to do separate from the Premium Pizza. Show. And I really want to focus on the presence over presence. Not a, not a podcast. I didn't want to do that because I've already been doing one for so long. I don't want to just come out and do a podcast like another one. So, but I want to work on like a video segment, audio segment of sitting with friends of mine, all different people from all different walks of life and talking about fatherhood. So I sat down with my good brother, the legendary producer, <clears throat> Just Blaze. And, you know, he recently became a father a couple of years ago. And, 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 and he's been shaking and baking and, and working and, and being a father. And I love seeing people and him and, and, you know, and, and him and his family. Just, it's been really special to see. So we sat down and we spoke about fatherhood and his father and everything else and, 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 you know, dealing with being a legendary, iconic producer and being a father at the same time and how to instill values and, and everything. And it was special, man, you know, and, I know you know just is such a pure hearted person, and you guys know how much I you know care about parenting, and you know I've been you know my daughter's twenty uh well gonna be twenty, my son's gonna be five, and how important they are they're my life, they're my hearts, they're the reason they're the reason I changed my life around they're the reason I'm here today and and you know so what I'm saying is we wanted to really start doing separate episodes, and we will, but I think this was the 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 episode to be a chalkboard and figure out what we liked and what we wanted to do different. And I said, you know what, let me just put it out to the people and, and see what they think about it. You know, a different premium Pete show where it's not only focusing on just Blaze being a producer and the songs he produced, but about him being a parent and a father. So Internets, without no further ado, this is special, okay? I hope you guys enjoy it. Let me know. Uh, keep on subscribing. Keep on showing love. I appreciate each and every one of you. Peace and blessings to your family. Hug your kids tighter. let them know you love them. Internets, I present to you the presence over presence, conversations. With my friend, Just Blaze, on this week's episode of the Premium Peak Show. Let's get to it. Cheer.
1: What's up, everybody? This is Just Blaze. You know me for a lot of things, uh production, engineering, DJing, uh all around nice guy and shrewd businessman. Um but today we're gonna discuss something a little bit different that I don't talk about too often. Um, and that's fatherhood, uh the idea of having presence over giving presence. Stay tuned. Yo, what's up, y'all? This is Fat Man Scoop, the undisputed voice of the club, the two-time Grammy Award winner. Let me make this official for you. Fat Man Scoop, Quirk McClan, Internets. It's time to go with my dude, Premium Pete. Let's get focused. Let's go, Internets. Let's throw it up. One-time, Premium Pete. Come on, everybody get that. Let's go. It's the next episode. It's the Premium Pete Show. News, interviews, all of the info. Listen up. It's the Premium Pete Show. If you want the scoop in the low, down low, listen to the Show cause said so. Fuck what you heard, better act like you know. It's the Premium Pete
0: Show. internet welcome back to another episode of the Premium Pete Show. Sitting down uh with a friend, a good fella, a return guest. Um you hear that? That's uh That's the sound of fatherhood above us. That's the sound of <laughs> Internet's my friend, Just Blaze, uh, is back in the building. What's up, brother? Uh, man, listen, it's, it's, it's hard to get in touch with you, man. You know, now that... Uh, not only, You've always been a busy guy.
1: Yeah, but it's been a lot crazier lately. Um, <clears throat> between uh, really just going, going hard in the studio again, uh, getting off the road, um, running a few businesses, and the most important business of all, which is being a dad. Uh, it's been a lot lately. Welcome to the, uh, club of being a dad. Thank you for having me. I wouldn't trade it for
0: the world. (laughs) You know, it's funny too, because I tell people this all the time. When you become a father, it actually, uh, puts fire in your eyes, gives you more meaning to what you're doing. Oh,
1: definitely. Like,
0: did you remember that moment when that that exactly happened? Like, not saying you're a hustler. You've always been hustling.
1: I've always hustled and I've always found a way, but the hustle is different now. I mean, I'm fortunate that From very early on In my career Um I had Some good people around me In terms of Making sure I thought about Long term goals Cause you know I was making so much money Sure Um At such a young age And many people in my Situation would just You know they blow it on A watch Yeah You know Cars, cars. Jewelry Unnecessary things You know Fast women uh, fast life in general. Mm. Um, I bought a few nice things, but I never really, really dumbed out, and that's the only reason why I'm able to be sitting in a place like we're sitting right now, um, physically and also just being in the place that I'm in mentally. You know, I've always had investments. I've always had um. IRAs, you know, when you work for yourself as an artist or a producer, you know, you don't have a pension.
0: Sure. That's your 401k.
1: Exactly. You're
0: creating your yeah, own. I'm
1: making my own. You know what I mean? So. But who, Who? but are you saying people taught
0: you that? Like, you know, there was people actually lending you that advice growing up?
1: Oh, uh, not growing up, but more so like once I started coming into money, you know, um, I mean, I, I, I kind of was, you know, I, don't get me wrong. I had a good head on my shoulders, but then also, you know, uh, my old manager uh Naysa, she was you know really good about trying to keep money in check and then um, uh one of my old neighbors, when I used to live in the city when i first uh had my first apartment in the city was a uh at the time a junior financial advisor for Morgan Stanley mm. so at the time he was dealing with accounts that were worth five hundred thousand and up damn. I maybe had like 60 grand, you know, in my pocket, but I think he just saw the the promise of uh, of a, of a, uh, you know, uh, of the future for sure. me. So, you know, he kind of made the exception, you know, took a little bit of money that we had and made it work for us and kind of first got us on the, uh, the path to securing stuff for the future along with a great accountant. And, um, so going back to what you were asking me about fatherhood, I already had that mentality and that mindset. However, um, your long-term goals become intensified; they change. Sure. Um, because at this, you know, from that moment that it really hits you, you know, you realize you're not just doing this for yourself anymore. You know, you're essentially just doing it for the child. Sure. You know what I mean? Um, you know, every generation is supposed to uh, get better. Mm. And you know, when I when I trace the steps back that's definitely the trend you know as i think back through my through my family tree you know each generation did better and i'm fortunate enough to be the uh i'm fortunate enough at this point in my life to be um able to now carry on and make a better way for my next generation you know what i mean i remember
0: you speaking about your father and correct me if i'm wrong i don't remember him was he always there i don't remember like
1: my my parents um Split when I was ten, if I'm not mistaken. Never actually got divorced because divorce is expensive.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's easy to just to leave.
1: Yeah. Um. So when my pops passed. Like my mom's was still legally his wife, and still had to be the one to go to the apartment and sure, sure. or to the condo rather and clear you know the townhouse and clear stuff out and whatnot and deal with a lot of the legal ramifications of his uh of his passing. Um. It was when 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 they first split. He would come around He was still You know Come around on the weekends And whatnot. And then he went through I I remember the day One day that he said He was coming That he was on his way To get us for the weekend And he never showed up And then we just didn't see him Or hear from him For a while And Then I remember Christmas I think of that year Either that year Or the following year He probably just popped up Mm. And Uh Hung out the whole day And then he came back the next day And I remember um, I want to say This was the Christmas that Genesis came out So I must have been 12 oh, No Sega Genesis, oh, Sega Genesis. I, you know, cause I remember what I got for Christmas that year <laughs> Alter Beast was <laughs> in Yeah the, yeah, the Alter Beast joint So I bring that up because I remember what I got for Christmas And I remember sitting there playing the game And he's sitting there watching me and my brother play And it just started coming out of him. He just started telling us, you know well, he started he started out by apologizing for
0: For not being there. For him. not
1: being around for the past while but then he'd explained, you know, and my brother was too young to understand mm. this at the time. I was barely old enough to understand it at the time. But he um he broke down crying. Mm. And he was explaining to me, you know, I think my brother might have walked had might have left the room or he maybe he waited until my brother left the room. But he had told me, um you know, I'm sorry for being gone. Um, I got nervous. I got scared and, uh, I kind of ran away for a bit and I wanted to come back, but I didn't know how. So I just stayed away because it was easier. And, uh, at the time I, un- I understood the words. Yeah. I didn't necessarily understand the mentality at that time, um, or what they really represented long term. And it really, I think, um, it wasn't until adulthood that I really understood what he was saying.
0: Did you ever of course of course did you ever look did did that did you ever take the moment to think like did that ever affect you? Like
1: Um, you know, I, I used to think it didn't. And then I remember sometime in my mid twenties, uh I was going through a tough time personally. And it was the first time that I actually said to myself, "I wish my dad was here so I could talk to him sure. about this." And I think it was because I was I was going through a rough time personally, you know, in my in my personal life, and it made me look at the issues that my mom and dad had in a different light. Um, because now you're going through your own issues, sure. you know, and as and it's not to say that. I didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't look at either one of them personally different, but now I'm looking at relationships from a different perspective. Of course. So, now that I'm going through the things that I'm going through, I kinda wish that my dad was around so I could talk to him about it. Whether or not he was right or wrong, but just from a man's perspective.
0: Of course, you know, it's crazy too because as a fellow father, there's no manual. There's no booklet. Not at all. Uh, my daughter's my daughter's 19. My son's four, and 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 I still have like parenting anxiety, and right. and, and just just to make sure that you know every night like that I do the best I could do. You know I was a separated dad with my daughter that I make sure right. everything was okay. So the point I'm making is to you not growing up with a dad, right? Like what do you know about being like say a father? Because you're wing, not saying you're winging it, but you're right. really like
1: well see the things we eat, you know regardless we're all we're all winging it of course know? of course and I, I think that's the important thing to remember like I didn't grow up with, grow up with my dad completely absent. But there, like I said, there was that stretch where he just wasn't around at all um and then you know, I kind of made it uh it was off and on for a while that I kind of made it my business at one point to reach out to him and 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 uh really maintain the relationship up until he passed because, like I said, I remember I never forgot that day, you know, but he told me that he wanted to come back around he just didn't know how sure. and um the uh but you know, even with my friends who grew up. You know, with both their parents and whatnot, they may they have good they 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 have certain examples, you know, but um, when they have kids of their own, they're still just really trying to figure it out. You know why? Because every family is different. Every kid is different. Every parent to child relationship is different. You know, um, you could look at two kids who grew up in the same household with the same upbringing and the kids are completely, completely different. Okay, you know, like, yeah, yeah. So. When I, it's interesting. When I look at my, me and my siblings, as different as we may be, we kind of all ended up the same way in terms of our mannerisms, our speech, our values. Um, and I think that that's bigger than just the fact of, you know, or bigger than just our parents. I think it's just because we grew up with a strong family unit mm-hmm. in general, even outside of mom and dad. Aunts, uncles, great aunts, great Getting uncles. Getting together, right? You know? Yeah, you know, grandparents, great grand. I was fortunate enough to have my great grandparents into my thirties. Mm. You know what I mean? So, our family was very, was very tight And we all, you know, we had our issues, but what family doesn't? But, I have other friends that I've grown up with, you know, same, same mom, same dad, same household all their lives. And what is like, you know, the straight A student going to Harvard or, you know, some, you know, just do, doing well for themselves. And then you have another one who's just out in the street. Sure, sure. You know, they're addicted
0: to drugs or. Yeah, you know, or just, or, or just or, or, you can't know, get
1: right. Yeah, or just in different places and they're in the polar opposite places of their lives. And that's when you really realize there is no manual because every experience is going to be different. Every relationship with each child is going to be different. Sure. You know, so you kind of just, you know, as, as much as you think you know, once you get there, you realize you don't know anything. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I'll tell you what you do know, it's crazy that you say that too, because what you do know though is that kids, uh, the innocence, once the innocence is gone, then you start saying to yourself like, you know, like 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 a kid, like my son will walk over to me and be like, you know, he did something wrong. I'm like, what's the matter? Why, why would you do that? And they're like, you're my best friend. And I'm like, alright, man, whatever. Give me a hug. You know? Right, right, right. Now, when they get older, you know, right. it's like, you know, like my daughter or, you know, I haven't had a son that old yet, but right. like my daughter, but it's like you know, you learn like, all right, it's a little bit different. And I learned that there's levels of parenting, right? right? So there's levels like right now, like, you know, our kids are almost the same age, you know, where it's like, you know, they want to eat, you hang out with them, you know, they get tired, you know, maybe they take a nap take a or nap, whatever, right? You know, um, when they get older, then, you know, it's like the routine changes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, things change and they, then they don't want to hang out all the time or maybe they're busy depending what type of, you know, relationship right. you're in.
1: And on top of it, they're just, you know what they're, they become, uh, people in their own rights. Like it's funny, even just watching watching Solomon from the time he was six months to 19 months, like he has a personality now. He has things that he likes, things that he doesn't like, things that he doesn't like, Um, you know, things he wants to do, things he doesn't want to do. Um, he has his own jokes, you know what I mean? Like, you know, we'll play like a shape matching game.
0: Yeah.
1: And he, I know that he knows which shape goes in which part of the puzzle. But he purposely will like sit there and tease me like he'll take the he'll have the circle in his hand yeah. and he'll go to put it right above the square and be like hee, hee. because he knows it's not yeah, supposed yeah, yeah. to go Cause, there cause, you know what i mean and, but and that's like that's the beginnings of him developing as a person as a personality. You know, or and developing a personality, and by the time they get to be sixteen, fifteen, you know, fourteen. I remember, I remember when I was fourteen. Like, I knew what I liked. I knew what I didn't like. I had my own agendas. You know what I mean? And I think that that's something that also, no amount of parenting, education, or or nothing can prepare you for that. You know what I mean? Because you go from having this kid who's who's you, you were their entire world. So all of a sudden, it's like, no, mom, I don't, you know, or no, dad, I don't want you to drop me off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At yeah, the mall. Yeah, yeah. You know? I'm, I'm
0: going to take an Uber.
1: Yeah, exactly. Back well, yeah, uh, 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 yeah. like then, it was like, I'm going to take the bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, now it's, like, yeah, now it's it's like I'm going to take an Uber.
0: You know, uh, a lot of people may know you, especially people watching this for the first time or listening to this. They may know you as, uh, and, and, and we got to give the hats off. We can't, uh, as a legendary producer. Thank you. Uh, no, I mean, it's not something I'm fucking saying. I mean, look, look at the right, catalog. Well, thank, you, thank you guys. Check, no, but I'm saying, check well, the catalog. Thank fucking, anybody who see, thinks I might be legendary. Check the catalog, okay? uh uh, but more importantly, a lot of people may not even know you as a father. Right. Right? And, 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 you know, I'm sure it's, you know, it's, you, you know, you're, you're, you're sacred of how you push things out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you don't want everybody to know everything. But, you know, do you, again?
1: Not everything's for public consumption. Of course. You know, um and I have mixed feelings about it. Like, you know, my, my son has an Instagram account. You yeah, 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 yep, yep. and but it's it's not something. It. It. yeah, but it's not something that I really put on full blast. Yeah, yeah of course, it's, yeah. You know, it's more so for friends and family to to, to see in the. And give him you know, who knows maybe uh well, shoot he might you know he he can have a modeling career yeah yeah you know I actually when I, it's funny when I first made the account um, somebody did reach out from an agency. Um, just trying to see if that was something that I was yeah, interested yeah. in, but you know, it's it's, a lot of work, man. Yeah, you it know, is. I did that with
0: Tristan early, and you know, my son was uh early on, and right. and they're like, you know, uh can you be in the city in ten minutes? And I'm like, oh man, I can't get I there live in ten, 10 minutes. hours yeah. away. Well, not only that too, but they wouldn't let you know. You know, it's funny. Even speaking of uh uh um Nat Robinson, mm-hmm. his son um um uh, Lincoln got a an ad with the Gap, right, and and. You know, it's beautiful. It was in stores and everything, but, but right. they didn't let him know I- until the morning of each time. So right. it's a tough, it's tough, like, yeah, modeling. You
1: know, my schedule doesn't allow for that. Just the way my family think the way things are run it's just, that wouldn't work, you know, cause that, that's, that's a full-time job. Like being sure. a, a mom manager or a dad manager, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, that's a full, that's a full-time gig. Um, and you got auditions all day and, you know, I kind of, well, like I said, while I wouldn't necessarily totally X that out or, or, or scoff at it um, There's also Something to be said for letting your kid Just be a kid sure. which is why When I got that first call I didn't really Jump on it you know um, Maybe when he's a little bit Older and can say This is what something I want to do then cool. You know, for now, it's just like, let him be a kid. Sure, do will be
0: plenty more. You know, actually, here's a funny one. I remember when my son, I went up for an NFL, it was for NFL Sunday night football. Right. And uh, I had no idea. That's all they told you. And we literally, uh, uh, you know, got him all like, gave, gave him a nap and got him right. all like, we, we, you know, made sure he was like. And then he had a meltdown when he got there. No, right no there? check this out. And then they asked for him to cry. That's what they wanted. And I'm like, wait, we I would have never like given his bottle a second right, ago. Right, I would have right. delayed it. I wouldn't have did all these extra things. And literally, we were like, nah, we're not with that. And there were people there like, right at this sound like, eh, you know. Like, and then he was like, ah, and I was like, nah, man, I'm not doing nah, that. That's, like, that's that's traumatizing. Yeah, yeah, I was like, nah, I'm not trying to make him cry because. <laughs> Nah, yeah. <laughs> I mean maybe four million dollars. I mean, no, I mean, this is, thats what I'm saying. The money's but, not a lot. It's no, more it's of the it. opportunity. The opportunity we, we, we did something with Toys R Us. It was like kind of like Babies R Us. We got like three hundred or I think three hundred bucks or four hundred right. bucks, and the, the ad was like in a in, in, in a circular. Um, yeah. See, now you know what yeah.
1: that that part of it because <clears throat> because of the type of business that I'm in because I deal with advertising because um I'm a businessman in general. I probably wouldn't allow that to happen. Like, I don't I, think I don't think I, I, I can subject my son to that kind of schedule and intense intensity for that little amount of money because sure, sure, I know sure. that what he's advertising generates way too much sure, sure. money. So it's like this is going to be a gap ad, and, and and you know, all the all over the internet and billboards and whatnot, and the kid gets three hundred bucks. Yeah, I mean, or even a thousand
0: bucks, even, even two thousand bucks. And, and that's bucks. the thing, is, you know, I know how the
1: modeling world works. You know, it's, it's just like any other, you know, form of entertainment. You know, you work for nothing until you're really yeah. somebody. Yeah. Then you can write your own price, yeah. you know, write your own, uh, you know, your own invoice, your own price tag. But that would kill me to know that my son is doing advertising for a multi-billion dollar brand or a billion dollar brand. You know,
0: and you got five hundred. Yeah, it just, it just, I,
1: I, you know, I, I couldn't do it. Um, Yeah, no, I should just let them hang out in the park. You know, you had asked me earlier about, uh, you know, off camera about, you know, knowing when it was gonna happen or when it was gonna go down and how it felt. Um, I didn't have the opportunity to prepare. Um. You know, most times, you know, or not most, but I should say many times, you know, you have a due date. Sure. And you know, you're mentally prepared and blah, blah, blah. You know, in, in Solomon's case, it wasn't that. Um, it was about maybe the due date was maybe two, two and a half weeks away. Went for, you know, just the usual checkup. You know, we're, we're older. So at our age, you know, 40 and up, you know, or even younger than that, you're considered high risk. Sure,
0: absolutely. So you, you
1: have to go to the doctors more often. Sure. Um, so we went, you know, she got the, uh, the checkup and they were like, um, you know, the things we, we were super prepared in terms of like having hospital bags ready three months early. Everything's already laid out. So when, when it was time to pick up and go, you just literally pick up your bags mm, and go. Mm, mm. <clears> go to the, hospital. to the hospital yeah go to the hospital and they're like uh or go to the doctor rather and they're like the nurse walks out something and you know is there a problem you know uh what's going on come back in the doctor comes in they're like okay so you guys are going to the hospital now and like what they're like you're having a baby today I'm like what and they're like yeah uh i guess her water never broke um, it just kind of leaked over time, I guess, mm-hmm. at, at a certain point, mm-hmm. and there was none left. So it was like, you know, you wait any longer, you're risking brain damage to the baby and things of that nature. So, like, you got to go right now. So there was no time to prepare. There was no time to go home and get the hospital bags. It was leave the doctor, check into the hospital, uh, have the baby, you know, and they were, they tried to induce for maybe like an hour. They tried it like once, so like an hour. And after that it was like, All right, yeah, C section time. Huh? So I kinda had this picture in my head, you know, thinking that all right you know, you have an idea in your head of how it's gonna play out. Sure. And then all of a sudden it's like, Yeah, throw all just like the rest of parents. Like, <laughs> throw all that <laughs> throw out. It the out window. The window, yeah. Um and went in and that this was maybe like got to the hospital by four by a little bit after eight o'clock. Um you know, I think it might have been eight eighteen, maybe I forget. Uh, you know, he he was out, and uh I guess I didn't know this is a thing, but I guess like with with um c sections, you're you know they they hide it from everybody, like in terms of like like I wasn't supposed to see anything, mm-hmm. but when they asked me to come cut the umbilical cord, they forgot to cover things okay, up. Okay, okay, yeah. So I just happened to turn around and just saw all the guts and everything oh hanging my God. out and I guess apparently a lot of uh a lot of dads faint or pass out when they see that. That's why they don't let any. They don't, that's why they don't let the the, uh, the fathers see
0: that. <laughs> yeah, and not only C-section, I'm sure even just giving yeah. the birth. Yeah, but, I don't sit in the front. I sat. I sit sat on in the, the back because I see the head come out. Right. I just never wanted to look in the front. Right, right. I right. just feel like I'll never look at it the same. You, man. you won't. You won't. You, you know? won't.
1: But yeah. So I, I just. I'm, I'm just. I'm just. It's like watching. You know what? I, I watch a lot of horror movies. Sure, sure. I know you're a big horror movie. So. Fan. It didn't really phase me like that I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I just kind of was like, oh, all right, where's the scissors but when you cut that umbilical cord mm-hmm. was it was it weird was it because I you know I it remember was just saying, weird because it was like I'm cutting flesh, yeah, you know what I mean um, and
0: they make it like, do you want to cut the umbilical yeah. it like, cord? It's I like mean, this I mean, like normal for me, like. For me
1: it wasn't even a question, it was like I'm gonna do yeah, it. Yeah, of course, of course. But it was, at the, at the same time I'm just nervous about like not cutting it too long, too short, you know like, I don't want to cut it the wrong way, then it looks like he has two penises. <laughs> you know? Um I, I remember a kid in uh, grammar school who whose umbilical cord got cut the wrong way. Wow. And he had come from another country. I guess maybe they just, you know, their their standards were different. So his umbilical cord was like, I mean, his belly button stuck out like mm-hmm. it was like mm-hmm. three or four inches. Damn. So it was like he had a dick on his stomach. <laughs> it was really strange. Oh my
0: gosh!
1: Um, but yeah, so I I, I, and I, th- I swear to God, when I was cutting his umbilical cord, I thought of that kid, mm. and I was like, let me not mess this up.
0: Let me let me do it right. Yeah. Okay, let's take a quick break. And give a big shout out to our sponsor for this week's episode, The Good Folks at Bevel. Internets, if you never heard of Bevel, let me put you on. If you know of Bevel, let me put you on to a little bit more stuff, okay? First off, go to getbevel.com forward slash Pete. That's P-E-T-E, getbevel.com forward slash P-E-T-E. I want to make a big announcement, okay? They, they've been available, but I want to continue to push it. They're available at Target. They're available at Target.com, and they're available at GetBevel.com forward slash Pete. And I'm really proud to say, because I consider these guys family, okay? Bevel introduced a new lineup of products, okay? This year, built for your skin, your hair. Let me put you on. That includes body, hair, skin, and bear products. They got a deodorant. They got a bar soap. They got a body wash. They still got the shaver. They still got the trimmer, okay? I've been telling you about them for a while. Bevel has really upped the game. We sat down with Tristan Walker, uh, a couple of months ago for a great episode, a super entrepreneur, super inspiring person that keeps on making products that, that not only, that not only are just game changes, but really are just helping skin, helping product, helping beauty products, and have really changed the game. Again, internets, listen, okay? People all the time tell me, premium Pete, man, I mess with you. So I keep on saying this. It's like, yo, how can I support you? When we have sponsors on this show, Show up and show out. Go to getbevel.com forward slash P-E-T-E or go to Target. Go in-store, grab Bevel, or go to target.com and support them. Show them love. internet now let's get back to the show. Cheer. You know, um, have you had a dad moment yet?
1: Like where you're like... My, my entire life is one big dad moment. But what what are you referring to?
0: With with with, Solomon, with your son. Like I had a moment where it's like, I don't know, maybe with... You know, diaper. You know, you got shit on your hand, or were you like, nah. "Fuck, man," or you
1: pissed the pants and. No, nah, I've. I mean, I've. I cleaned up my fair share of diaper blowouts, but like, what I haven't experienced is like, I saw. Not that I. I. I, I had a video saved to my phone from a couple of years back, and i have forgotten about it. It's like Freddie Gibbs holding his kid on his uh, on his shoulders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as he's talking, the kid just vomits all over his head. <laughs> Like I haven't had anything like that, you know. Um,
0: yeah, we had. I had. I had one uh, on a plane where he threw up all over me. Ooh. Yeah, and and then we were in the back, and people were. Bugging. And you know, when you throw up on a plane, it's like almost like a, a, a like a yawn, like a reaction. Yeah, 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 yeah. And
1: uh, yeah, I never had anything like that. I think the he peed on. He only even peed on me once. That's because it only took one time for it to happen for me to develop a technique to make sure it didn't happen again. Because normally, would happen during the diaper change. Yeah. So I used to like hold him in a way where I had a second diaper in my hand mm. so as I was taking one diaper off I'm using the second one as a shield mm. so in case it ever happened some a superhero shit yeah exactly like an Iron Man it was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> deflected back onto him and then just cleaned that up so I only got peed on once I, I got lucky in that regard you know
0: so I mean Solomon is how, how old is 19 months yes 19 Maybe. months Have you had a moment, uh, like a moment yet, where um, it really, like, again, we already spoke about being a father, right? You know, becoming a father, you know, your father, right? But have you had a moment yet where it really sunk in, where about you being a father, like with him, you know?
1: Um, probably the first time that I had to take care of him for a stretch by myself, Mm -hmm. feed him. No, everything. Like, for, like, days at a time. Would like, you make them...
0: What did you make them baby food or...
1: Nah, you know, like... um, My wife is pretty good. You know, she's OCD, so...
0: Yeah, yeah. Which is a good thing with a kid.
1: Yeah, so, like, meals are planned a week in advance and they're laid out in the refrigerator and... Yeah, salmon one day. Yeah, like, that's teriyaki all... Teriyaki chicken the next. You know, like, so... I've had him by myself, I think, for three st- three stretches. Now we're actually on the third stretch now. Mm. The first time things were very much laid out: Um outfits for the day, sure, you sure. know, um, socks, underwear. Yeah, like, and I, I kind of was like, "Yo, like, just make sure the food is good," mm. you know, like, because that's kind of your lane, you know. Like in terms of you know everything else, like you know, I'll deal with it. Like you could be using your time better than making my life easier. You know, attempting to make my life easier. You know what I mean? Because you're a busy person as yeah, well. Yeah. So do what you got to do and make sure his food or, like, that the breast milk stuff is laid out, um, you know, and labeled and whatnot. I'll handle everything else. So the first time around, I, everything was done for me. I just kind of had to fill in the blanks. But even having, like, the food and the clothing still doesn't prepare you for the fact that, like, yo, you, you – at least, especially that very early stage, that is your life. Like that's the sure. parenting is a full time sure. job. Sure. So it's not like yeah, you just throw them in a playpen yeah. and go back to the like, studio make a beat, you know? Yeah, like it's not gonna happen. Like I remember that first that during that first stretch, Andy, my engineer who you met earlier, like, I have shout picture, out to Andy. Yeah, shout out to Andy. I have a, I have pictures of like me at the console working and him like holding the baby and feeding the baby with the <laughs> bottle, you know. And, and he's never done anything like that in his life to my knowledge. You know what I mean? Like, but. It was uh we were doing what we had to do. Second time around, it was a little bit easier because he was a little bit older. This particular stretch, um, you know, I I have uh, Aunt Jenny here with me. Um, and my mom's actually just came through today as well. So you know, we have the village thing happening. But during those early morning hours and those late night hours, it's still all me. For the most part
0: Um Are you like, uh Like you know Like getting him
1: to bed Giving sure. him his bath Reading him his bedtime stories You know Like just make sure That he has what he needs To fall asleep com- Comfortably and securely And um, what
0: about Are you a, a A light sleeper Or are you getting to deep sleeping
1: Um I used to be a very Deep sleeper when I was younger As I got older I became a very light sleeper What
0: about being a dad Now too? I, was a dad say, but, I was gonna
1: say But now It's it's completely different You know like Um I wake up at the drop of a dime, but only when I hear him. Yeah. Like, dude, I slept through my building being on fire once. Wait, you mean the city? Yeah, when I used to live in the city. Fuck! Dude, I, I woke up, right? And it was just, <laughs> and it was a strange smell in my apartment and I'm like, that's weird. And I go to take the elevator and the elevator's not working. So I'm like, oh, damn, it looks like something's burning. Something must be on fire in the area. And then I'm thinking that the elevator is just down. You know, New York City apartment buildings so elevators are go down. On? Six. Okay. So I take the, I go down the six steps and the smells getting stronger. I get to the to the lobby. It's burnt out, mm. and people are looking at me crazy because I'm coming out of the stairwell. Like, what are you doing in the building? I'm like, I just woke up, and, you know. And then I found out that like the building had been on fire. So Fuck. my point is, that's how deep of a sleeper I was. I slept through a fire. Now. I can still sleep through a lot of things, but when I hear specifically his, you're trained. So when you hear that cry, you know, or that stirring, mm. you know, you instantly, yeah, you know, wake yeah, up. Yeah,
0: jump up. You exactly.
1: Know? But I keep, but there can be other noises, other things happening. I, I don't notice them at all.
0: You know, there's a lot of people, uh, listening. You know, we have people listening worldwide, uh, entrepreneurs, artists, athletes. So, you know, so many people I've had on the show or I've had involved in things I'm doing. You live a life of craziness, right? But it's normal to you. There's a lot of other people, too, that live similar lives like this, meaning entrepreneurs own businesses. People may own 10 restaurants or whatever. Right. How how has that been? Because, look, from from a friend perspective, I know you, you live a crazy life. But from an outside perspective, I mean, these people, I mean... You produce records for Jay-Z and uh, uh, Beyonce and right. Kendrick Lamar. and then now you're, uh, you have a kid. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you got restaurants that you have. You, you, how the fuck do you balance everything? I was just
1: about to say the balance is, is very difficult. Um, because. And I forgot about traveling. Yeah, and traveling, and, touring, and also, all that
0: stuff. Uh, uh, wife is uh, uh, an entrepreneur herself. Like traveling, herself. exactly. So again, we 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 go back to the village. I understand that, yeah, but but e- personally e- even you. still,
1: just the balance is hard because it's like you got you know I've been in situations where it's like I have Jay calling me trying to like give me an idea for a record, and I have you know meanwhile I'm trying to like make his baby food, you know what I mean? Or he doesn't eat baby food anymore, but I'm trying to make him dinner. Or I'm trying to, you know, uh, I'm sitting with, uh, you know, he, he does these like home classes because he's way too young for even for preschool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm sitting here with the teacher while she's going over, you know, stuff with him in his home class, in his homeschooling and, uh, you know, or just either even more menial things like I'm changing. I'm trying to talk to Hove and I'm changing his diaper at the same time. Mm, mm. You know, um, fatherhood. Yeah, like I, it's funny enough. Like I was just dealing with this last night with this Ross record I'm doing right now. Mm, mm. Like Ross is, sounds crazy. Ross is yeah, thank you. Ross is um, uh, A and R is texting me and we're going back and forth and at the same time. Like I'm he's trying to call me, but I can't talk to him because I'm trying to get the kid to sleep. But like this record has to go to mastering in the morning. So it's like the record has to go to master in the morning and I, and this is how I make my living and how I provide the roof over my son's head, but I need to get him to sleep so that I can get back to work get on this work, record. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a tough balance. Like you said, there's no manual. Um, and it really is a full-time job. Like the one thing I, I, I say a lot, I could never imagine being a single parent with limited Resources. You, even if, yeah, even if you were, even if you were a rich single parent, you know what I mean. Like, you would
0: need, you would need a village. You yeah. would need and 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 that's the one thing that um I am so used to, you know how how I operate. And your family is similar to mine as right. far as like, you know, like if somebody farts, there's thirty people over the house. If somebody gets promoted, there's two, a cake and twenty people over the house. And I think that's important for kids to see. Let me tell you something. When my daughter, uh um, you know, I've been a separated dad since she was two years old. It was right. very hard. I don't I don't suggest it for anybody. I'm not the biggest fan of separated dads. Right. Meaning it wasn't the easiest life. Like I'll right. explain to you. If Solomon is older, he comes down here and he says, Hey dad, let's go uh throw your bike go, Yo, I'll do it tomorrow. We'll do it tomorrow when you were December 1 I, mean, I only had the, those moments with her Right. you know and it may be next weekend right. you know so it, to it, do it
1: tomorrow or not do it tomorrow I might be we'll do it next weekend yeah
0: and then, and then you know it, it wasn't the easiest thing but the, the the point i was making is that i was making a point um i my fam- i would always bring around my family cuz right. there was always something going on there was times i was like oh, i picked her up i was like i don't know where to go right I was a separate what, dad. What's even, yeah. You know, I mean, I went to the park and stuff like we that. And like, go I got Chuck did, E. Cheese, but I mean, then what? But then, yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. My family always had, oh, uh, my, you know, I remember I called my sister. She's like, oh yeah, come over. We, we, we're going to the Staten Island Zoo. I was like, uh, what? I'll be yeah. right there. You know right, what I mean? Right, I would right. love some, you know, and I think you have that as well. And I think that's something that people should, I'm not saying, uh, some people don't have that, but, right. but it doesn't well, I, have
1: right, to only be family. Right. Well, the, the point is, I think we're just folks like you and I are just fortunate to be able to have that. Sure. And shout out to the sure. people who don't and still find a way to make it work. you know what I mean sure. um because I know for a fact like like I said, my parents separated when I was young my they you know my parents they they had three kids there was three of us and if it wasn't for like as I get older, I realize how clutch and how key the rest of the family was not that I didn't know this growing up, but you look at it from a different perspective when you're older and you're in that parent situation yourself because like like for example, like my mom, at the time, she was a high school teacher. So, you know, school, she's out of school at three, but then she's working until at least five or five thirty. Sure. You know, so she would, we would have to be in daycare, at after school care until she got out. Sometimes she couldn't make it, so that my great grandfather would have to come pick us up. Um, and we would stay at his house, or stay at my great grandparents' house, yeah. until she got out of work. Then she went, uh, because, you know, she wanted to uh, step her game up, she went and got her master's degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was her master's. Uh, yeah, so then she um she was doing school at night after working all day, you know, and then going to school at night. So sometimes she might be able, even be able to get to us until eight eight thirty at night, you know. Um, and that you know, my, in that case, like my great great my great grandparents were clutch, and so were uh my great aunt and uncle. Shout out to uh on um aunt Eleanor and uncle Junior like. Sometimes we would, they would have to split up duty where like me and my sister would be at my great grandparents house and my brother, cause he might have had different activities, whatever, would have to stay, mm. you know, with my aunt and uncle and then everybody would get us back home at the end of the night when my moms came home. Um, same with Aunt Jenny. You know what I mean? Like it, my mother definitely would not have been able to pull that off on her own. And even the amount that she did pull off on her own financially, like knowing what those numbers were like and knowing that she was living off of a teacher salary in the eighties, um, which was like the worst sure, you know, sure. one of the worst periods for education um I still don't know how she did it, you know what I mean, like uh without you know losing the house, you know, and I found out later on that she came close a few times. Mm. Um, you know, whether it was because of taxes and things like that, you know, but somehow she kept it afloat and made it work.
0: She is sad sometimes when you think about it, because people don't really. I think as a kid, you don't realize when your parents are struggling. No, you, you don't.
1: We used to have pancakes for dinner sometimes.
0: I mean, you know, and, and
1: as a kid, you're thinking that's a treat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, yeah, we yeah, get yeah.
0: pancakes. Yeah, check this out. As an Italian, and and, and I heard a, a lot of Spanish folks go through this too, but as Italian. We used to have pasta every night, right? But my mother would make it different. Clams and pasta, right. or she would make it like a meat pasta, or this pasta. And I, and I was saying to myself, why the fuck, are we, I mean, I understand we're a time, but why are we eating pasta every night? Same with Spanish folks that I grew up with, uh, they were eating rice every night. Maybe they changed it around a little bit. Right. I didn't realize my father, at one point in time, was working three jobs, you know? um you know, it was a tough time for us, and, and and you know, during my like my teenage years, was a tough time for me, and it was super hard because I remember all I wanted was a pair of Jordans, right? And hundred dollars for a pair of Jordans at the time.
1: Like, I remember, I remember literally, literally,
0: my parents didn't say this, but they were like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Right? Like it wouldn't happen. Now I think about how today is like, just one parent isn't even good enough for a kid. Not no. meaning they're not appreciative of it, but it's like, Yo, you gotta have a little rotation. You gotta have a rotation. Like, had, like think about it, our kids, like if Solomon or Tristan he goes to school with the same fucking Jordans every day, you know. It's, like, it's yeah, a problem. Look at this kid, this kid Salman, Yeah, he's cool, but he wears the same. He was fucking the same Jordans, Jordans every day. Every fucking like day I,
1: I remember, like in seventh grade, when um one of my best friends at the time, Jose, had the Jordan threes. He got them for Christmas that year. We took the rotation was us taking turns wearing them. Me, mm. him, and my uh, my other uh our other best wow. friend Tommy. It wasn't like you know a, we didn't have rotations of sneakers. We rotated taking turns wearing Jose's sneakers. You know, and it's funny that you you know like uh you mentioned uh you know them being like 100 100 uh, dollars $100 or 125 dollars shoes like i remember i never even asked for jordans because mm. i knew what the answer was already and I knew the answer because of where my mom could afford us. To, she took us to shop where she could afford to take us. So we were going to Tommy Can, Tommy Can. I was just going to say, you that. know, uh, Buster Brown, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. whatever Stride Right, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, you, you might get a pair of, you know, Adidas that were on clearance. You know, you might get a pair of Spot Bills that were spot on clearance. Bills, yeah. But you weren't, you weren't getting Jordan threes. You know, um, and it's funny because I look back at the amount of sneakers that I have now. You know, in the thousands, and. I know, a, I know that at least part of that is me, uh, resulted from me when I first started getting a little bit of money going back and trying to get all the things that you could not get yeah, huh? when you were younger. Mm. And then that becomes just a habit. And we really think of like somebody asked me one time, like, you know, uh, they were asking about, uh, the conversation was about sneakers and hip hop culture in general and why are sneakers such a big deal? in hip hop culture or in street wear in general and I really didn't have an answer but I really tried to like sit back and think about it like you can trace the history and all that stuff but it's like alright when you get back to the very beginning why? You know and that's when I really realized like for me it was really it really started from I remember when I got my, my first check for five grand or forty forty eight hundred like Was that
0: working a regular job or That was like the,
1: for the first beat that I okay. had ever did like this is kind of where the whole you know, that old thing I used to have where people used to be like, oh, all just does is play video games all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where that started from was, cause when I got my first check, I did two things. I went to transit, which was right across the street yep, from yep, the cutting room, yep, yep, yep. where I had my day job at, and I walked into the sneaker store, or I walked, I walked downstairs where the sneakers were, and I did the whole, I did the whole, I, I need these. And they're like, which ones? I'm like, all of them. <laughs> They're like, uh, what do you mean? I'm like, I want one of each of these in ten and a half. I pretty much like bought like half the wall. And then I went to um there was a video game spot. Uh funny enough, which is actually how I how I met Andy. He used to work there. Uh it was in the uh in the East Village. Um, also near the cutting room. And I went in there and bought every system that I wanted as a kid that we couldn't afford. Mm. Like my mom's got us a Genesis, but you know, that that was it. Yeah. So I went there, I bought the ColecoVision, the Intellivision, the Nintendo, the Super Nintendo, anything that I wanted back then that I couldn't get, I bought it all. And I realized through this conversation that we were having about sneakers and hip-hop and streetwear, that a lot of what people know me for in terms of you know what my interests are, what they think my main interests are, really are habits that developed from me just going out and buying things that my, my, my family couldn't afford. And I'm wondering how, I'm curious as to how this will play out with Solomon. Cause obviously yeah. he, he will have the fortunate blessing of, uh, growing up in a slightly different, uh, in a, in a different tax bracket, but I still want to instill the same values that were instilled in me as a kid, but I worry because like this kid's going to grow up in a house that has an eight seat movie theater. <laughs> You know um he's gonna grow up with being able to ask his dad you know can he borrow the keys to the Lamborghini um so it, the challenge or what I'm trying to figure out is how do you and it's not impossible I just don't you know, there's a lot of different ways you can do it and I know I know I know rich kids that are I'm not rich I, I do all right no
0: I know, you mean, I, I, know but, I know rich but, kids but, yeah. who are
1: grounded and I know rich kids who are insane maniacs because, and, and both of them are the way they are pretty much because of how they grew up. So I gotta figure out that balance of how you, you know, make them understand, alright, yes, we have these nice material things, but you also have to understand the value of a dollar. You know what I mean? Like, um it's easy for me to relay that to somebody if they were growing up the same way that I grew up. So a lot of, I, I think the challenge for me is gonna be how do I relay that using the methods or the way that I was taught when he's not growing up like that. Um, that's something that I think about a lot, you know, like he has, he doesn't have trust funds, but he has accounts that are set up, you know, for him. And so when he gets to, but it's, I can't do the thing where it's like, all right, you turned 18, you know, here's, here's half a million dollars. It's not that it's, are, have you, you turned eighteen? You graduated school. If you haven't graduated school, do you have these other things in play? You know what I mean. Like I have to figure out what the milestones are for him to get these. You know to get these rewards because, like, you know, some people just say, "All right, you turn eighteen, you get this money." That that rarely ends well. I can't use the school thing because I didn't finish school. Sure. You know what I mean? So I can't put that on him. And who knows where we'll and, be with school? In- yeah, but I'm gonna say. But also, a lot of people go to school. and They're still idiots. Sure. Sure. I, you know, I don't know what they want to do. Yeah, I, I know idiots that have graduated from Yale. Mm. So that's not a good benchmark either. So I had to think about, think about it in terms of milestones, you know, and, you know, things that, um, aren't quantifiable, but somehow still tangible to say, okay, you know, you had this in play. I would have support I, I would like him to build his own thing the same way that we did, um, and provide him with some resources to do that. Um, But it has to be based on something Like if you And it has to be something That may take place But I'm not here mm-hmm. You know what I mean Like if I'm If I'm still here Then I can just look at What he has going on And say okay You know what You've earned this 50 grand you know, that I've been holding on to sure, for you. Sure. you know, you've earned this hundred grand that I've been holding on to for you. If I'm not here, that's somebody else's job. I got to put that in somebody else's hands.
0: You know, it's uh, special that you think about that because think about it. Most people just, you know, could be snobby about it. You know, it is what it is. And, right. you know, the, the fact that you're thinking about it, like even somebody like me, like I'm not... Uh, bracketly, there, but I understand what the fuck you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. it's like it's something to think about. It's not just something just like, oh, you got money here, go take the Lamborghini here, this, and live life. You got to be strategic about it because you also want to make sure people don't get uh very super spoiled. You know what I mean? Like the way you're putting it is like, you know, it, it's smart and 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 it's 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 good to hear. I think people you know could learn a lot from that too.
1: Yeah, you know, like I said, it's it's a. Uh, I'm I'm just happy that I'm fortunate enough to have that be an issue you know what i mean um and i think that's also uh part of the benefit of having a child at, uh you know having my first child at a bit of an older age you approach it a little bit differently yeah yeah you know um,
0: did you do that on a purpose or are you just well, life just was busy both I meaning yeah
1: you know what i mean i wasn't going to just have random kids you know, and, um, and and it's crazy because my life just worked out th- the way that it did. Think about how crazy your
0: life was, yeah, ten, fifteen. Well, years I think ago. about
1: that like you know could have happened. Like, what would I have done if I'd had a kid like in that? I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, we would have made it work, and it would have been you know it, it would have been it would have been fine. But if I'd had a kid, say, like in the mid two thousands, like I do wonder what that would have been like because I was a pretty much had the same values but I was a different person mm. um, and, I, and at the same time I was also run, part of the reason I was so crazy back then in terms of running around not that I'm not crazy now but I was moving and shaking so much because I was trying to establish my career sure. you know um, and it get it get my foothold you know from the from the early 2000s all the way to like the end of the two you know around 2010-ish I would say like I was probably in scramble mode from like 99 to 2000. Th- 2003 or 4ish, I was in heavy scramble mode. And then from there it was kind of ride out, make the right choices and get on the right records. So things were, I didn't have to work as much. I was working smarter instead of harder. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But even still, that's, when you start to work smarter, that actually makes you a little bit busier because you're doing less of the wrong things, but you're, you're doing a lot more of the right things. Yeah. So that was, I, I just, I can't imagine what that would have, uh, would have been like. Um, had I did have a kid back then, I probably would not have been able to afford some or not afford but um create some of the opportunities that I created for myself. You know, I I know some producers whose lives, you know, kinda got I don't want to say their lives got ruined because they had kids because kids are the greatest blessing, but their their careers Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. got ruined Mm -hmm. because they had kids and they didn't manage having the kids the right way. You know what I mean? So it wasn't like you, know, not that you. Not that you can't have kids and have a career, but if you can't handle the change that comes along with that, sure. or if you have kids under bad circumstances, sure. You know what I mean? Like not the right woman, not the right sure. relationship. Sure, are gonna get crazy. Um, you know, I, I actually, I, I would, I would, what I would say. Let me rephrase that. Producers who careers never took off or tanked because they had kids, didn't know how to manage. Uh having kids because they had them with the wrong woman mm. or with the wrong, with the wrong, with the wrong partner. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, and that's the thing. I think uh the partnership is, is really at any age is really what makes it, you know, what's, what makes it work. It's especially what makes it work in this case.
0: You know, uh, as we wind this down, you know, you heard me always say presence over a presence, Definitely. you know, um and, you know what? You, I always say that the greatest gift you could ever give y- y- your kid is is, is, is your presence. Yeah, is, you know, just being there. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, like I always use I always use this for example too. But uh, me and Combat, and rest in peace. We sat down with a little boozy, and he just had came home, and I was like, you know, talking about his kids because he has a lot of kids, and yeah. and he's like, ah, oh, my kids had iPads, they had Apple watches, and I was like, but they didn't have, have you. you. And no. when I said that, he was like, yeah, you're right for a second you know sometimes when we live in a world where it's like you got money you just say like, you, give nah, the they good.
1: you give the kids everything they want materially but you're not giving them much personally and um going back to uh, something that we briefly touched on most of the kids that I knew who grew who grew up like who had not my friend Jose that we talk, we spoke about but other kids from, from around that same era who did have the Jordan rotation who didn't know anything about DJing but Had turntable had uh, the freshest turntables, and had the jazzy Jeff mixer, and uh, and 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 in every record that was hot at the time. You know, at a very young age, um, you know, most of those kids who had a lot materially ended up not having much in life later on. Um, and I'm actually just thinking about that now, as you know, as we're having this conversation, I never really thought about it from this perspective. But almost every kid that I knew not rich because I didn't grow up around with any I didn't didn't know any rich people growing up but the kids whose parents just showered their kids with stuff most of them did not do too well for themselves when they you know became um, adults or even adolescents really a lot of them were the first ones to get in trouble and you know a lot of times in life not always but a lot of times you get in trouble at an early age uh, it puts you on a certain path.
0: Yeah, sure. You, you make a choice that could fuck you up ten years from now. You yeah, know? Um, it's crazy. That's why you always got to be on point, man. Keep your head on a swivel, um, and 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 really be smart. You know. You know, like we say, we're presence over presence, and, you know, obviously, you know, sometimes you could have presence with presence. I always tell people this, cause some people are like, ah, oh, you gotta buy a gift. I'm like, okay, so you buy a football, but then go outside and play with him. You right, I exactly. Mean? Like, you, know, you, you have him outside
1: playing catch by himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You know, so, so I think that's important. You know, if your son grew up and he wanted to be a producer, would you, would you support that?
1: Yeah, he, listen, he can... No, some people. Some people say they yeah. don't want that. Nah, he can do whatever it. it is that he wants, as long as he's good at it. Um, you know, I, you know, as long as he's good at it, and he's happy, and he's healthy. You know what I mean? Are like, you gonna
0: put a couple of bars on uh,
1: his uh, song?
0: Yeah, but, you know, yeah the thing to remember, it just just could have became you know an artist. You know what I mean? I don't mean. I mean you are an artist, but yeah, meaning
1: nah, not in that sense, not necessarily. Yeah, I, <laughs> that was that was actually the initial goal. Like be my brother. You know, you yeah, remember like in the era that I grew up in. You didn't do one thing; you did all of it. So you know, you wrote graffiti, yep, you yep. danced, break you uh, dance, you yeah, DJed. You know, you rhymed. Mm-hmm. You did you did everything, or as much of it as you could. So as we got older, we realized, you know, he was a. I wrote good rhymes. I didn't rap well. Mm-hmm. Um, we both, you know, I, I was a good DJ and a, and a good producer. His production was okay. Mine was was better, but his rhymes were better. Mm-hmm. Our DJing over the years kind of became equal. He's definitely now a better DJ than I am, for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, it, it's it started out with it wasn't just I'm gonna be an artist. It was this is hip hop. This is what we do. Sure, sure. You know what I mean. Um, uh, I don't want to get off on that tangent too much because the game is so different now. But um, yeah, if, if that's what he wanted to do, I'd have no problem with it. Like I said, I, whatever I, I'd want him to be good at it. Um, I want him, you know, to be honest with himself because I want to be honest with him about it. As long, but as long, ultimately, whatever he wants to do, as long as he's happy and healthy. You know, I, I want to nurture that. That's what I already do. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, of course. he, uh if you go up to his little playroom area, he has an eight hundred eight and and a, a three hundred three in there. So some people are like, "Oh, you got him?" You know, for those who listening who don't know oh, or you know, watching, the eight hundred eight is a legendary drum machine. A three hundred three is a is a legendary uh, this kids already set there. But but it, what's bugged out is people see that and they think it's the typical, you know, all oh, the dads a football player, so he buys yeah, his kid yeah, Exactly, football. Exactly, it's like no, you don't know. The first time, in this very room, I don't know if you ever saw this video, in this very room, those Rain turntables that are over there, when Rain first sent them to me, I had them set up on the floor because I didn't have a stand for them yet. Mm. His first time ever seeing turntables, he crawled over to them. He wasn't even walking yet. He was six months old. He crawled over to them. Now, mind you, the mixer has a zillion lights on it. Sure. screens. The turntables have a bunch of lights on them. The first thing he did was go to the platter and start spinning the platter. Classic. And I'm just sitting there like... You know, people are like, oh, he learned it from watching you. I'm like, watching me where? Yeah, he's in the club with you? Yeah, you think he's in the club? Or like, you think I'm GQ from Juice, like practicing in my house? Where would he have ever seen this? So that kind of you know, it kind of bugged me out. And then um you know, we have the record room upstairs that has a turntable on the wall. And he would love to just sit there and watch the record spin as I would play them. And the first time that, you know, he came into the studio, the first thing he did was he dove out of his mom's arms and like, tr- and like right towards the turntable, i mean, I'm sorry, towards the keyboard and started trying to play the keys. And actually, I'm, I'm jumping ahead. The very first thing we saw when he, he was maybe three or four months old, my aunt, Aunt Jenny sent me a video of him playing the piano on an iPad. Not really playing, but he's banging on yeah, the sure, keys. Sure, but the ill thing was, is that he was only touching the keys. He wasn't touching anything else that was on the screen. So I'm like, wow, that's kind of bugged out that he even knows what part of the screen to hit to get the sound. Then he did the thing with the turntables. Then he started watching the record spin on the wall. And then he did the thing in the studio where he was, every time he would come in, he would die for the turntable, I mean, die for the, uh, for the keyboard. And whenever we would pull him away from it, you know, we'd let him play with it for a little while. Then when we would pull him away because it was time to leave, he would start crying like having, this kid doesn't really have tantrums. He would have full-on meltdowns. Mm. So um, I remembered at one point, because he kept having these meltdowns, that Roland makes these miniature 808s and 303s and these other little modules, and they're battery-powered, and they have speakers in them. But they're full-on replications of the original machines just in a smaller package. So I'm like, wait a minute. They're small, they have speakers, and they have batteries, and Roland had sent me a bunch of them. So I sent a... I remember that that I, I had them, you know, in, in the in a closet in the studio. Pulled them out of the closet, and on his first birthday, I set them up for him in the in the family room upstairs. I'm gonna send you the video so you can add it to this. Yeah, yeah this, this video part, yeah. because I don't think I'd ever seen that much joy in his face mm. up until that point. This was on his yeah was on his. This was right before his first birthday. I'd never seen him. Get that With that much joy in his face Off of a toy Or something like that Like he's sitting there Clapping Smiling Laughing So That's what he was Gravitating towards At that time You know um, He used to like To bang on his, He had a, like a fake Plastic drum set This drum set Back here That's behind us That's his Ugh. That's not mine You know Like As much as he was Banging on the plastic Drum set I said Alright um, got you know Questlove sent over the uh the, the kid's pocket kit. He's a little too he's a little too small for it still, but whenever he comes down here, the first thing he does is he goes for the sticks and he bangs on it. So my thing is like That's you know, Questlove,
0: Questlove has his own drum set.
1: Yeah, Ludwig, okay. he parted with Ludwig. Okay, so it's, nice. it's a drum set specifically designed for I think kids starting from eight years old and up. Um, but uh, yeah. So it's like again, whenever he gravitates towards that's what we support him with and Mm. surround him Mm. with, you know, nurture.
0: You know, listen, um I wanted to for those of you who know you, obviously I said as a producer and a bunch of other things, a gamer, uh low head, uh break dancer. I mean there's not there's a lot of things you could do. I wanted to really focus on Doing something. I want to kick this off, of you know, on parenting, on 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 how, how important it is and how special it is, and and really, to be honest with you, the reason why I wanted to have this conversation. I mean, I have a an episode way back with you. If people want to learn more that don't know about you, and they could just go Google or well, watch you too. You know,
1: I, I, part of the reason why I scaled back on press so much is because at a certain point, I've been doing this for almost. Next year will be twenty years.
0: God damn! No,
1: I'm sorry. This year makes twenty years. Okay. You, if somebody, if one more person asks me, so how did you get started?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I've been doing press for twenty years. Yeah, no, no, I don't mean. <laughs> and it's and it's mostly in the internet era. If you wonder how I got started or anything else about my career and whatnot, it's all Googleable. Sure, sure. So, you know, or watchable. Yeah, or yeah, or watchable. So I, I prefer, you know, like listenable. Yeah, and, unless something unless we're talking about something like this that actually means something to me and it's something that I haven't spoken about. Ten million times, not really interested. Of course, know?
0: I want. I want people. You know, that's the thing too. I want people who are who are watching this, who are listening to this. I want like fellow fall. Like you know what it is, we need more of e- of each other. That's Indeed. the thing. Like meaning, like like y- you should be able to call me like yo Pete. You know, say you have a daughter. Right. Like you should be like yo. I'm gonna ha-
1: add you I- onto this group chat. We got my, uh, my homie, me, and my homie Matt. Um, Vic, my homie Moya, uh, Moya has a, Moya used to work at Baseline back when we were young. He's got a website called Swagger Dad now and he makes like kid, like clothes that match the, for the okay, kids and the dope. dads and whatnot. But we have a little dad support group on iMessage. I'm gonna add you to it. Yeah, I wanna get, uh, you know, I want people to be more,
0: in, you know, involved and understand parenting and, and what goes about Especially it. Especially
1: from our perspective in our generation. Of course. For sure, for sure.
0: And just being there, you know, being there for your kids. Just. My best
1: Blessings, my brother. Always love me.
0: I hope you liked that episode, man. It was a special one, a different one, too. Sitting down with Just Blaze, my friend, the iconic, the legendary producer. Just a, just, just an all-around guy that I feel could do anything and has done it at a high level. You know, I, I, I really enjoy just talking about that parent and that fatherhood, being a father, and how much it means not only to us but to the kids to, for us to be there. You know, that presence over presence. We've been pushing that a long time. It's not just a hashtag. It's a way of life. Okay, and I'm glad that I've been one of those people to push it so far that people worldwide are living it. So internets listen, you know, uh if you like that episode, okay, make sure you rate, you subscribe, you leave a comment, you go to any one of our streaming platforms, you go to YouTube, you, you check us out on Twitter and Instagram at premium P at Premium Pete Show. And more importantly, if you need me, okay? If you work with a brand, if you work with an advertising brand, if you know of a brand that wants to produce a podcast, create a podcast, want to advertise on my podcast or any other podcast because we work with a bunch of different podcasts, email me thepremiumpeachshow at gmail dot com. Again, that's thepremiumpeachshow at gmail dot com. If you have a question, if you if you work with you know building a network, you need some help. Internets. I do all that, okay? Sometimes I don't speak about it all the time, about producing, consulting that. I don't only host a podcast. I do a bunch of other things, and I'm thankful and proud for that. And we do it at a very high level. So if you, uh, you, want, you, know, you want to find out about some stuff, again, email us, thepremiumpeachshow at gmail.com. Internets, again, blessings to you and yours. Have a great day. Have a great morning. Have a great afternoon. Have a great evening. Have a great week. Let's have, let's have a great 2020. And I'll see you next episode. Cheer.